prepare to put on your tinfoil hats. Tonight, we'll be talking to Dee, who tells us about his friend that went missing in the forest when he was just 11 years old. If you had had an experience that you would like to share, you can contact us at challengeunknown at gmail.com. All right, Dee. What's going on, man? How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. Uh, this is going to be an episode that's along the lines of the Missing 411 kind of style. Uh, it's going to have a lot of similarities. And I know that you had mentioned that you had just started looking into the Missing 411 stuff. And we'll get into all that near the end after you tell your story. But I'm re- I really kind of just want to throw you the floor here and uh, tell us what happened, man. All right. So uh, basically, I was I was young. We're living in Northeast, uh, the good old USA. Um, essentially, I, I'm an army brat, so we traveled around a lot, um, and we did kind of settle like up towards the Northeast. And um, so essentially, I was able to get into Boy Scouts. Uh, we kind of had a form of Scouts, and when we we're in the the army, but it was wasn't the same because it was different faces every other day. So right. once we settled in, you know, uh, I was actually able to develop, like, really good friendships. And I developed, like, a, an amazing friendship with this kid named John. And uh, we basically just, um, I mean, we're into all the same things. He was an army brat as well. But we're big into scouts, camping, fishing, hunting. I mean, you name it, we're into it. Outdoorsman kind of style stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's all you had up in the Northeast. I mean, bear in mind, this is like almost uh, 30 years now. So, a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Nintendo was just out. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, this was, um, yeah, we didn't have the internet. Cell phones didn't exist. I mean, everybody up there used CB radios, which was kind of funny. Yeah, man, that is um, funny. Yeah, because there's always everybody talking over everybody. And, uh, but yeah, so basically, um, you know, we're in the scouts and one of the things, you know, we, we camped all, all the time, but one of the things we're going after was our wilderness survival badge, mm-hmm. which required us to camp some way, some distance away from everybody else. So the, uh, our scout master was pretty, you know, laid back and he's like, you know, we yeah, we'll use the honor system. If you guys say you did it, you did it type deal. But we're like, shit, we're going to do it. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So we begged our parents. Um, and they were used to us going up and camping and everything like that. But typically, whenever we went up, you know, um, there was always somebody close by. Right. So you always had, like, but, an adult presence nearby kind of thing? Well, like, my sister would be by. Okay. Close by. You know, so uh, there were people that lived on the mountain that we uh, camped at. They just was more towards the base of the mountain. Okay. Um, you know, pretty much, I'd probably say about a quarter way up it, um, is kind of like when the houses disappeared. I mean, but they were few and far between anyways. Mm-hmm. So like my sister would always be close by and, um, but this particular weekend she was actually like staying at a friend's house. So, but anyway, so, um, yeah, so we turned around and, uh, got our stuff together, which we were, we had to take the bare minimum. And we weren't going to fake it. We were going to do it the way that we wanted to do it, the right way, according to the the handbook. So um, <clears throat> we took a 22, uh, some rope, which we're allowed to have, and a couple of knives. And uh, I was always big into, like, you know, Rambo. 
Oh, you know, right so, on, yeah. <laughs> so he had that big old combat knife, you know, with the compass in it and everything. Oh, that's awesome. And um, so, we, you know, we grabbed that. And, um, you know, my dad was like, you know, he made me take my rifle. Um, bear in mind, I was like 11 years old. Right. But, so, I mean, that's not uncommon, man. I know a lot of people that have had their kids trained with firearms at a very young age back then. Good. All right. Because, I mean, whenever, you know, I talk to people about it, they're like, oh, my God, that young? Oh yeah, so, no, it's so. not. It's not too foreign to us. We're, we're pretty familiar with that kind of style. Great, yeah. So, you know, so we went up. You know, basically, we started our hike, and we would uh, we took the same path we always took, which was at the end of our road. There was some abandoned railroad tracks. We'd follow the railroad tracks down to uh, <clears throat> this like kind of like landing strip that was like a field landing strip, and um, we'd cut across that, cut across some you know, farmland and walk up the mountain. It was only like three miles away from our house. It's um, not too if bad. You were, no, if you were to drive, I mean, it was like literally three minutes. But, you know, taking the long way through the woods, you know, staying off the road type deal. So we like uh, headed up, you know, we started hiking up. Uh, we took same old paths we always took. Yeah, this is probably heck the 50th time that summer that okay. we were actually going up the mountain. I mean, we used to go up there all day long. So you're up there a lot. You're familiar with yeah. everything. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had like little forts we built, you know, up there. And, um, but where we were going to go in particular is right at the top of the mountain. There was this like kind of like bald spot that was covered with rocks and like large, larger boulders so we that's where we wanted to go you had the best views of you know everything around from there and we just wanted to go up there just thought it'd be kind of cool so um you know we headed up you know there was a couple that we passed along along the way there that was camping out there um but that i mean they're nothing nothing big uh Matter of fact, I think they were questioned one time during the whole situation. Okay. So. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, so. I'm sorry. So, you have no, a question? No, no. Keep going, man. You're good. Sorry. So yeah, so we basically, you know, we headed up, and we we got to the empty, to the empty spot, built our fire, you know, kind of just hung out, um, and it was just a typical day, you know, there was nothing nothing out of the ordinary um one of the things we you know we had to carry with us was a little radio which was a cb radio and you know it got great range up there mm-hmm. yeah you're up high so, on the mountain so yeah and then being in that bald spot it just really magnified it and the really cool thing was like on any other day you know if you had binoculars you could literally stand at that spot and look right down onto John's front porch from where we're at. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's why one of the reasons why our parents were pretty much cool, you know, because, like, one of the agreements was we had to keep a fire lit all night long. Right. Whether that meant, you know, keeping, um, <clears throat> staying up all night, but essentially it was just so our parents could see. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyhow, um... So about every hour or every two hours, two and a half hours, 
you know, we'd radio in. If we didn't, somebody else would radio in. And um, because the, like, housing out there was so, you know, sporadic, uh, everybody was part of the volunteer fire department. So everybody listened in on this one channel on the CB, and it's just where everybody kind of, you know, just communicated. Little, so, little hangout channel on the radio kind of thing. Right, yeah, they used to used to be annoying. I still remember to this day. They have those little noisemakers, you know, that like made like little bomb noises or the little machine gun noises. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but it was so damn annoying because it would be that shit all night long. I could, I could, I could imagine that actually. And uh, so yeah, you know, every time we checked in, you know, everybody would always joke about it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So everything was pretty cool. Um, it was dark out. It was surprisingly dark that night. I mean, thinking about it, you know, it was, you know, it's darker than normal, I guess. I mean, I guess I don't think it can get any darker. Right. But um, but essentially, you know, it, we didn't think nothing of it. Um, you know, we were big. Uh, John and I were both were big, like using telescopes and everything like that. So we're always looking at stars. And, um, but I mean, other than that, everything was, was fine. We're joking. We're sitting around this little fire that we built and, uh, you know, we started like making jokes about whose turn it was to call in. Cause every time somebody would call in, you know, everybody would joke back with right. us. Yeah. You know? So they'll be like, oh, get these girls off the line, you know, or, you know, just stupid jokes. Yeah, like classic teasing kind of thing. E- exactly, exactly. Um, So we're sitting there and we're arguing about, you know, pretty much not really arguing, but just discussing and joking, you know, who who's going to be the girl now type deal. But um, and then that's pretty much when everything kind of like went south. Um. Basically, we heard this loud noise. Um, I tried searching like YouTube and SoundCloud or whatever it is to find something similar to it, but there's really nothing that really meets you know that I can mimic this noise. I mean, even now, you know, after serving in the army and everything, um, I did forward observing in the army, which is basically you know, guiding ballistics in. Oh, wow. And we were always close to the action, and I've never heard a loud bang like this. So it's not and related to artillery by any means? No, no. So it wasn't like artillery. It wasn't any type of explosive. Um, the only thing that really stands out about it is how it reverberated. And it wasn't like a typical echo. Like it was like reverberating like like on itself. But at the same sense, it was. But it kind of like vibrated the ground. And it wasn't like an earthquake or even um, kind of like like a explosion was close by, that type of vibration, like with a lot of force. Mm-hmm. It was just like this soft vibration, almost like a hum in a way. That's weird. And yeah, and it, what was so funny is that we started joking about it. You know, we start talking about, you know, whose ass it was and all right. this stuff. And we're picking on each other about it, making kids. fart jokes over it. Oh, yeah. Kids poking <laughs> fun, loud noise. Yeah. So 
and the whole thing was is like where it started like where it came from it like sounded like like it wasn't coming from like the valley up to us it sounded like it came from this cluster of rocks um now when i say cluster of rocks like uh i went up there about 10 years ago and you know things are always bigger when you're younger yeah and um so the rocks were like not as like clustered as i remembered them as a kid but they were still you know still a bunch of boulders that were kind of together and um but it sounded like it came from like beside them not necessarily from them but it was just in that general direction so um that's really weird yeah so the sound like it, it didn't sound like like it was coming directly from the boulders, but it was kind of like coming from beside them in a way. Right. But it, but it was almost like we can pinpoint it. It's almost like how you can pinpoint, you know, any other like loud noise amongst everything else. Right. Um. So we started joking and um <clears throat> about it, you know, and John's like, yeah, I just farted. You know, did you feel it on the ground type deal? Right. You know, and um. So basically, I you know, I said something like on the lines like, "Yeah, well, your ass is sitting over there. Why don't you go? Why don't you go get it?" That's so, funny. yeah. So he was like fearless. So he, um, when I say fearless, I mean this this kid was just just crazy, right? So, um, he got up, started walking over, and he's making all these jokes about his, you know, about his backside and everything like that, mm-hmm. and then. I mean, I, I st- it still haunts me this day. I just, I hear it, and he's like, he's calling his ass like he's calling a dog. You know, he's like, here, ass, come here, ass. And, like, right mid-sentence, you know, he was like, you be, and then it, it was silence. Yeah. Hmm. And just cuts <clears throat> off. You don't hear anything after that. Yeah, it was almost like if we were, like, we're chatting now, and I just hit the disconnect button. Like, mid-sentence, nothing. It just a complete silence. Um, so I'm like, you know, just laughing about it, and I'm like, "You be what, man? Come on, you know." Right, you're calling back start... to him. Exactly, exactly. So essentially, the being the good boy scout that I am, you know, I'm like, okay, thirty seconds or whatever it was. I mean, it was probably less than that. You know, I got up and I start walking towards where I last seen him because he just stepped just outside of the firelight. Like I, I barely make out a silhouette and then I couldn't make, make him out at all. So he and didn't go talking, very far. No, you're talking <clears throat> a max a hundred feet. Okay. So the, the rocks. So I didn't, I didn't really like um, explain this earlier, but like the rocks were probably about 200 300 feet from where we were at. I mean, I do know they measured it, and I, I can't remember for the life of me what it was. So, but, um, but I do know it was, like, a greater distance than where I last seen him. Okay, so and, he hadn't uh, gotten to the rocks. He was somewhere in between. Right. It's like the moment his silhouette disappeared, he disappeared. And, um, and that was the whole thing. It's like, I got up, I walked over, 
and I'm now in like I get over to where I walk all the way to the rocks and I'm like just thinking to myself, you know, he's gonna scare me. I, I yell at him, you know. Hey, you know, I, I start cussing. Motherfucker, if you jump out and scare me when you fall asleep, I'm gonna shit all over you. You know. <laughs> right, your kids, you know. Yeah. You're just screwing with each other. We're, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm just saying everything I could. Right. But then it was just like in that instance, you know, it's just like this deafening sickness came over me, and I'm not talking about like I, be, you know, became ill with like, you know, Ebola or something like that. Just like that feeling you get in your stomach that there's something wrong but at the same sense it makes you sick and <clears throat> I, I i freaked out so um you know i turn around and i like i got super scared from it i ran i grabbed the radio and i start screaming over the radio and um so we had the radio yeah, by the fire. So right. I'm standing in the light of the fire. And I'm screaming, but at the same sense, I'm like scanning around. I'm looking for him. I'm calling, I'm yelling for my dad. Just constantly yelling for him. And everybody came on the radio. You know, we know where you're at. We're coming. You know, yeah, we're, we're on our way. And then the thing that, I mean, to this day, like I'm, just thinking about it right now i'm getting goosebumps from it but my um my dad comes over the radio and like when my dad spoke everybody kind of you know shut up all the time right and he um turned around and his kind of the calmest voice as possible says grab your rifle put your back to a rock and shoot anything that doesn't have a flashlight and that's what scared me. To this day, it scares me. Yeah, it's, everything gets all serious all of a sudden. You know, you were joking yeah. around a couple minutes ago, and now next thing you know, your dad's telling you to grab your gun and put your back against the wall. Yeah. So um, I'm sitting there, and it was the longest time of my life. And I think these, um, like, everybody said it was like 20 minutes or something like that, 30 minutes for them to get up to, uh, get up to me. But... Um, I don't know exactly how long how long it took. The only thing I know is that it was a lifetime to me. Right. And the first ones to show up was actually, um, you know, it was a firefighter who lived right at the base of the mountain of the logging trail that we took to get up there. And, um, you know, he comes running through the woods, you know. He's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. I'm here, don't shoot. And, um, so he runs up to me, and now the the biggest rock I could find was outside of the firelight. Okay. So um, I'm sitting there, and he heard me by by me crying. I mean, I was just in tears, but I was ready to shoot anything that came came that came after me, mm -hmm. or that was coming towards me. And he runs up, he grabs my hand, and he's like, "Where was he? Where was he?" And I point over, and he grabs me. You know, he takes the rifle. He grabs me, and he starts, you know, we start looking. <clears throat> so probably 
few minutes later, everybody starts showing up. Just everybody. There was no signs. Um, there was nothing. It was as if, you know, he just vanished. Um, they canvassed the entire mountain for, uh, you know, a good while. I know my dad, you know, took me home and everything, but um, they were up there for a good while, and they couldn't find any, find any anything at all, nothing. Um, <clears throat> so they were searching for about three days, and then, you know, I was interviewed by you know law enforcement and everybody sympathizing with me and everything like that, and then you know the good old federal boys got involved. The Fed showed um, up. Yeah. That's when shit got serious for me. Well, I mean, um, it is a missing kid, so that, that does explain the FBI's involvement. Right, right, exactly. The, and, you know, and I wasn't the type, you know, like like you see on TV, you know, where, oh, the kid refuses to talk because it's a traumatizing event. I mean, I'm, I'm like telling him how many times I pissed that day, you know, where, where I threw a through a rock, <laughs> you know, I You're mean, I'm everything, being right? Everything, everything. Um, and it started out okay until they started, you know, they finally turned around and told me I was going to go to jail forever because I'm a, I'm a murderer. They know I killed him. They just want to know where the body is. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, you know, I was, you know, 11 years old at the time. Right. And yeah, it was um, it was horrible. So they they ended up um, they checked everything, um, and they were going through everything. And this is when I I found out about the uh, the flashlight and my Bowie knife um, that it was found on on top of the rocks where John had disappeared by. So um, <clears throat> because they were asking me why I put the the knife on top of the rock and i'm like what are you talking about i was like the rock was inside the lean-to that we that we had built part you know that's part of our merit badge and um he's like no it was found on top of the rock they showed me a you know a photo of it and there's my bowie knife and the flashlight right next to each other um and <clears throat> that was pretty much it with that i mean they they took all my clothes they they checked it for trace um there was nothing found besides dirt right um, obviously my, my rifle has not been shot hadn't been shot um i still had all rounds with me and um yeah there was nothing and uh but that was the last time i see my friend and so to it's this been day, 30 years it's going on thirty. It'll be thirty years uh, this July. Jesus Christ! Well, so they never found anything. No, um, there was there was a lot of a lot of things. About two years after that, we ended up moving, mm -hmm. and um, I try to stay in in touch with John's parents. Uh, his mother was just like, you know, distraught. She blamed me for everything. Up until the day she died. That's oh, a shame. Um, but his father was just ridiculously calm during the entire situation. Um, and to this day, he's extremely calm. 
Um, I don't know why, but it was just that's like one of the weirdest things, you know. He but he was always nice to me, um, even to this day. Like I said, I talked to him, you know, a couple of days ago. Right, because you um, you asked to share this with him. That was one of the things I think you mentioned. Yeah, because anytime it comes to it, um, you know, you, I don't want to throw his information out there. Right. Um, yeah, the way that my sister kind of put it is that he's, he's living with something that we will never know. Right. Yeah. We'll never know the experience of it. And that's what he's living with. Right. You know, having your kid one day and then the kid goes out with his friend and that's it. Never, nobody knows what happened to him. He's gone. Yeah. And, um, over, over the year, over the years, um, you know, like we've made trips up there together. Uh huh. Um, they started some development around the mountain. Um, so every time they <clears throat> would start a development and they would clear all the, you know, cause there was still a lot of trees up there despite around the clearing. Um, we would go up and just, just check, just see, just talk to, you know, sometimes we'll try to catch the guys out there, you know, Hey, did you find anything? Did you find a shoe? You know, did you find a shirt? Did you find or anything? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, a lot of people have mentioned, <clears throat> you know, oh, it's probably local wildlife, you know, but like where this happened, there there wasn't anything large enough. Um, there were brown bears mm-hmm. in the area, but you know, typically you would hear a brown bear, you know. Um, a lot of people talk about like mountain lions or panthers or something like that, yeah. but there's never there's never been one spotted up there. the The biggest thing that we had to a predator was a fisher cat. Yeah, and those are much and, smaller. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about maybe two or three times the size of a house cat. Right. Um, that's not going to drag an 11 year old kid off. No, and and that's 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 the thing though. There was nothing there. There, there was no blood. There was no signs of it, of anything. No signs of struggle, nothing. No clothing. And, um, yeah, I mean, so it's, it's you know, for years it, it haunted me. You know, my father ended up putting, putting me into, you know, a program, you know, because I couldn't sleep because of it. Um, <clears throat> I would, you know, basically they would find me in the closet at night because that was the only place I felt safe because I had my back you know, to a, in a corner. Right. And I could see everything coming through the door. Um, so they put me in a program and I'd probably say about two years into that program, I actually started questioning whether or not I had a friend. Like, was I up there by myself? And, <laughs> which man, that'll like really, mess with you, man. Jeez. Yeah, it really, really fucked with me. And it's, it's sad when you have like a therapist saying, no, I have the police report. You know, and I'm like, right. are you sure? Are you are you sure it's me? You start to do you a know? mental gymnastics trying to rationalize it, and you can't. Right. And, you know, I mean, and I sat there, you know, and once I kind of, like, battled through that part of it, like, I often wondered if he ran away. Um, And I'm wondering if there was something more going on in the family than what 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 the father said because like i said he was always calm 
but um you know nobody was a suspect like he wasn't a suspect because he was actually sitting with my dad when the converse when the call came over the radio but he was just always like calm about it you know um like there was some rationality behind it but yeah so i mean i went through all kinds of traumatic events because of it yeah man that'll mess you up for for sure that's that's really intense yeah it was uh it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, like that's, that that's really fucked up. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> we have an explicit rating, so you're fine. Um, fuck, man, dude, that's that's crazy. Like having a friend, like that's your friend too. Like it's one thing if like somebody you know goes missing, but that was your fucking friend. You know, like right. that was somebody that you hung out with and you knew and you spent time with, and then just out of the blue, never get an explanation for it. Right. You, know, you see him one minute, you're talking to him. Next thing you know, it's like he disconnected from the chat. You know, no, no pun intended by any means, but for an actual reference, like mid yeah, no, he got disconnected. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That, I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's literally, you know, it wasn't even a dial tone. Put it that way. Yeah. It I was mean, just. God. It was horrible. Um, you know, and you know, I've I've often looked through it. You know, like a lot of people. Everybody. So part of the reason why is like I don't like a lot of people like letting know who I am is because everybody comes to, comes to me with all this stupid shit. I mean, I'm getting UFOs. I'm sure if you, you oh, know, there's a lot um, of theories out there, man. Yeah, you know, there's people talking about like bad shamans and and rocks or some shit. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Right. You know, this ain't. You know, this isn't some voodoo shit. Right. Um, you know, some people have come with some really scientific explanations, you know, like possibly, you know, the, there was a small landslide, you know, but the only thing that, that kind of like debunks that is like, it would have been screaming. Right. You would have heard him go yeah. down. You're right. There would have been, a, you know, at least a struggle. Uh, the same thing with the wildlife. The only thing that makes sense to me is that he ran away. That's the only thing that you can think of. You think you ran off? I mean, that's what makes me sleep or allows me to sleep at night. Okay. Um, I would have heard it if he ran off. Mm-hmm. But just what you thing. tell yourself to kind of, kind of deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you, you come across all the, you know, all the different things, and you know, you hear different stories. And like I said, just recently. I was introduced to missing 411, and that was purely by accident. That was just a pure boredom thing that I found on Hulu, I think. Oh, so you you saw the videos or the movies? Yeah, yeah. The and I think the first one I, I watched was the the Hunted or whatever the hell it's called. Yep. And no, I'm not, I'm not plugging it, and I'm not going to sit up here and say, "Hey, buy my book." And that's part of the reason why, like, everybody's telling me to reach out to this guy that's written it, David Pilates, Yeah. Like, I'm like yeah, it's like I mean, what he's doing is great, but he plugs his friggin' book every time. Every time he opens his mouth, even in his movies, he's plugging his book. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I get it. The man got to eat, but shit, you know, there's <laughs> there's enough's enough with it. Um, but in, in all serious, like I was I was watching it, and the first first thing in there was that hunter that was sitting against the rock, and then all of a sudden, boom, gone. And I was just like, 
holy shit. And I yelled to my wife, and I'm like, that's what the fuck happened. Oh, dude, yeah. you gotta listen to some of his, um, his, I, I, how I, I, I first encountered him was, uh, actually a co-worker of mine recommended him to me. And right. I went on YouTube and looked up a bunch of, like, podcast interviews that people had him on, and he went on, like, radio shows and stuff and just told some stories and told his story and, like, he'll go through some of the cases on these like interviews with podcasters and stuff. And Holy fuck, dude, like some of the weirdest fucking shit happens with like these kids and stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't listened to any of his podcasts. Um, a couple people actually told me to because of the weird shit. Yeah, man. uh, Honestly, a lot of it is, is just like you described one minute somebody's there and next minute they're gone and then they search and rescue comes out they flood the area for several days they don't find anything the next thing you know it's radio silence and you know they never find them or what happens is search and rescue will be going over the same area 11 times and then on the 12th day that they're looking in the same area the kid is untouched in the middle of the pathway that they've searched 11 times and there's like there's no way this kid has been out here for 12 days and looks that good right right you know and it's always there's always something weird with the shoes too is one of the things that i hear a lot is that like the shoes when they do find bodies is that the shoes will be missing like a foot fetish or something i don't know maybe (laughs) maybe whatever's taking the kids man has a foot fetish who knows but in all seriousness man like i mean that's that's fucked up I mean, and yet, you know what's so funny is, like, that's, like, the one thing I always ask about whenever I go up there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll go to the, the local ranger station, and I'm always asking, like, hey, anybody find any shoes? Because that's, like, the first thing, like, you know, like, hypothermia sets in. You, know, you take you off your stri- shoes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you start stripping, and your shoes are usually the first thing that comes off. And even though this happened in July, you, you know, you never know. And, right. um you know, the, the thing that, uh, I don't know, I just, I just, I don't even know how to really classify it. It's just, it's really fucked up. And it's then, bizarre, man. And all these years, you know, growing up with the internet, I never researched it. Um, I tried searching a couple of times for some news, newspaper clippings. Right. And um, never been able to really find anything on it. Like, I found, like, a small snippet on, like, some archive. And it was, like, one of those things, pay 29 Twenty nine ninety nine to to get to read the full article. Oh, lame. Yeah, and I was just like, well, I have that article, but that's like the only article I found, and um, <clears throat> because you know, it's like I had to have missed something. I mean, I was eleven years old. Right. Um, I don't have the original file that, or not the original, or a copy of the report, you know, or any of the evidence that was gathered. You know, it's been so long. Um, when you're young, you don't think about keeping things like that. And it's just, um, you know, so I go online and I start searching and then now I'm starting to find this missing 411. Yeah. Yeah. Missing 411. And yeah, I watch this one guy's YouTube channel and every now and then he throws up missing, like, you know, the top five people that are missing certain things. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But the thing that really threw me off is like the when you actually look at the map of all the missing people oh it's a, and, it's clusters oh it's it's ridiculous but the whole funny thing is is that 
where John went missing, there was only one other person that went missing about 10 years prior. That's weird. He's like in the middle of, um, and I don't know how accurate this map is. I, don't, I didn't even save it, but um, it was just like this Google map that somebody made with all these different missing people. And, mm-hmm. you know, from going all the way back to the 50s, I think it was. And so, like, I zoomed in, and there's, like, nothing around. And, like, the closest one was, you know, a couple miles away, or, like, 10 miles away. And it was, you know, 10 years prior. But then when I zoom out, it's, like, there's, like, three clusters that are pretty close, you know, in terms of Google Maps close. And, um... And one of the, and it's almost like a triangle in a way, but I'm not saying it is a triangle, but it's kind of almost dead center of these three clusters. How weird. But I've, um, since the, you know, the advent of the internet, you know, I've, I've kind of, uh, I set up my Google newsfeed to alert me anytime somebody goes missing in that area. And because I'm trying to figure out if, if it's still you know, happening. Yeah. You know, maybe there was somebody living on the mountain that was kidnapping kids. Um, there's, there's that. I mean, there's so many different things it could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked, man. I'm sorry you lost your friend, man. That's not easy to deal with. Uh, it's all right, man. The older we get, the more we lose too. So yeah, unfortunately, sad thing I've learned. So, Sorry, I've been really quiet this entire time. I'm trying to figure out this audio issue, but I finally got it fixed. Um, I missed a lot of a lot of your story, but I was following along, like reading your your post on Reddit. And I know earlier you said there were there were no like mountain lions. There were bears, which you know could be very quiet because of the padding on their feet. But even then, there would have been you know signs of a struggle, blood, whatever. Which was my initial thought, but well, and you know the the older me now, you know, being or you know being able to research things a little bit more. I mean, bears have a lot of padding on their feet and everything, mm-hmm. but when when they attack, they're not quiet at all. Of course, yeah, you uh, heard it. Yeah, it's it's like a lion. You know, a lion might stalk its prey, but the moment it gets a hold of it. I mean, it's just, it's loud. There's going to be noise, and no matter how that animal grabs, if it did, if a bear grabbed your friend, um, no matter how that animal would have grabbed it, it would have drawn blood. If it used its teeth, if it used its claws, there would have been blood left behind. Yeah, and even if it did get, like, a pants leg, you know, which actually he was wearing shorts, but, like, if it just got a hold of his shoe. And then you'd, you know, you'd have heard him screaming, though, you know? Exactly, exactly. So that's why I kind of threw the wild animal out. Um, also, um, like if it was a person, like some crazy old guy kidnapping kids, two questions arise, which is still, why are there no signs of a struggle? Because, you know, the FBI came, the police came, there were tons of people there. Someone would have noticed something. And also, why wouldn't he have come for you as well? Right. Exactly. And, um. You know, on top of that, I think, you know, also, you would hear a struggle. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
I mean, there's just there's just so many things. Like I've I've played it over and over in my head, and you know, the older I've gotten, the more you know, the more I've forgotten, so to speak, the details of it. But at the same sense, the more reasonable my brain has become, and it's 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 just a mind fuck. There's no, I mean, you can't. I, I, you know, yeah, there's just it's, no way it's to tough. Play. Yeah, it's tough. I get it, man. You're trying to figure out what piece fits the puzzle, and you're just not finding it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that 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 makes sense is that he possibly ran away. And if he if he was able to get down that mountain that night by himself and get someplace, you know, by himself. Um, shit, hats off. You know, he's he's the fucking Houdini of of mm-hmm. my time, right? Because yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's like almost like a stand by me moment. If you kind of look at it when the kids are heading down, you know, the railroad tracks, you know, it was just me and him. You know, we're both in shorts, both wearing shoes. You know, we didn't have a backpack. You know, we had some rope slung over our shoulder. You know, we had a couple of knives and a flashlight, a rifle, and a radio. That was it. I mean, we had nothing with us. So, I mean, if he did run away, you know, I don't know how he would have survived. Uh, That's a really good question. (laughs) And also, man, like, you got to think, man, like, he was your friend, too. Like, if he was going to run off like that, like, why would he be talking to you mid-sentence and then just shut down and poof? Exactly. You know, I I imagine if he was going to run off, he would have... And he planned it. I imagine if he was going to run off, it would have been premeditated. You know, I imagine that he would have come up with some excuse to step away from you other than half joking with you walking away into investigating something and then just done. And the sound thing also just really weirds me out. Well, it's it weirds me out. You know, and the thing that weirds me out the most is like, you know, going back to the young couple. You know, I mean, granted they were sleeping, but that it was loud. I mean, it it shook the ground. You know, they they didn't hear anything. You know, the many people that lived towards the base of the mountain didn't hear anything. And that was something that I battled as well, you know, especially in my teens, was like, did I really hear a sound? You know, so like there's like a lot of conflict. I mean, pretty much I questioned every bit of it. I've questioned, you know, did I put that, you know, buoy knife on top of the rock? You know, did I put the flashlight up there? You know, was it, you know, did I really build a lean-to? You know, <laughs> I mean, right. I, I pretty much I toiled with all of it. And if it wasn't for, like, you know, seeing the photos when I was, you know, and being there. And it's just... The, the sound has weirded me out, but I've also, I've chose to ignore it because one of the reasons why I choose to ignore it is because it's, yeah, a lot of people concentrate on it. And I, I kind of appreciate you guys, like, not, like, saying, oh, tell us about the sound, tell us about the sound. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, even, like, 
when I talk to friends, you know, um, when I was seeing the sound. Yeah, it's weird. that's what they want to concentrate on, you know. And it's like, are you sure it wasn't a gunshot? You know, maybe a gunshot sounds different on a mountain. It's like, no, we've hunted on that mountain. I know what a gunshot sounds like. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad hunted with a thirty out six. I mean, the thing sounds like a friggin' how you know a howitzer going off. You know, I I I know what the sounds sound like, and it wasn't a gunshot. It wasn't a plane. It wasn't a sonic boom from a jet. I mean, it was just something weird. It was just really loud and sudden. That's it. Yeah, and it was like the, I guess like like I said, the, the sound itself didn't doesn't really freak me out. But the it's, behavior but it was of like, it, the behavior exactly, the behavior behind it. Um, and it just. It was just, I don't know, it was just weird. It just the way it reverberated. It wasn't it wasn't an echo, but at the same sense it shared the same properties of an echo. Right, the humming sound. And you know, and I I wish I could sit there and sit here today and be like, Oh yeah, guys, there was we're watching UFOs dance in the sky and all that shit and he got a you know right. abducted like old dude out there, you know, from fire in the sky and Blah, 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 but no. I mean, there was none of that. That's crazy, Mm. man. Yeah, like... It's tough. And actually, fun fact for you, I actually live a couple minutes away from where um, Fire in the Sky happened in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... That's uh, that's no. one of the one of the big stories around where I live. Um, the Fire in the Sky case was huge back then. Um, but... I think that that it's still one of the big mysteries, like UFO-related mysteries, is Fire in the Sky case. Because I think the guy that came back from that case is still, like, he still talks about it. And is like, no, I'm serious. Like, I went up in that spaceship. I remember all of it. Like, I'm not screwing with you guys. I was missing for three... How long was he missing? I can't remember how long he was missing. Three weeks, I think it was. Something crazy like that. He was gone for a while. And they all thought his friends killed him. And then the dude shows back up and is like, nope, I'm alive. Like, yeah, no, oh, I was fuck. just in space. Can I ask you, like, mm-hmm. what are your personal beliefs on the whole USO, U, USO, UFO conspiracies with people being abducted or whether or not they've even visited? Because if you ask me personally, I think that even if they haven't visited Earth, they definitely exist somewhere out there. Statistically speaking, they oh. have to. Yeah, so one of the things, like, growing up, like... Like I actually started going to uh, MIT for astrophysics. So mm-hmm. uh, back in, you know, when I was going to college, and uh, yeah, statistically speaking, it has to. They have to exist. What what I believe in personally, it's kind of that X file thing. I want to believe, mm-hmm. but without the evidence, you know, if if you were to sit here today and tell me that, you know, hey, you know you were abducted i'm not gonna say no you weren't right mm-hmm. but at the same sense i'm gonna be like show me the evidence of course um that's such a wild statement in itself to just say yeah i was abducted man yeah i mean there's like it's 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 i want to believe it's not necessarily got, like i i definitely do not believe in it but i definitely mm-hmm. don't believe believe in it if that makes sense um, you know, it's when when you hear stories like the, 
like the Arizona Lights or whatever the hell it was, the Phoenix Lights. Yep. You know, stuff like that. And you're having thousands of witnesses. And video. Uh, yeah, and video. Um, you know, there's the uh, the Russian uh, satellite incident there. I'm trying to remember. We studied it back when I was in school. I can't remember the name of the satellite that took the picture of something before it destroyed it. I know exactly um, what you're talking about. Shoot, that's going to bother me. I need to look that up now. Yeah. Um, there's there's so many things. You know, the the guy with fire in the sky. I can't remember his name. You know, the Betty and Barney Hill incident. There's, you know, there's there's all, you know, there's there's a lot of things out there. It's just a lot of it lacks evidence. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. It's like. I'm not going to disagree with you, but at the same sense, I'm not going to agree with you. I'm going to stay neutral. The way I like to put it is I choose to believe. So, you know, right. Instead of saying it's actual fact, it's something that I like to believe in. I like to be a little bit optimistic, but I still recognize that there, there's not the hard evidence saying that this is actually true and this is actually happening. Right. I mean, if, if something like, V was to happen. I don't know if y'all seen the show V. But I haven't. No. Back in the day. So basically just aliens appear out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if something like that was to happen, I'd be like, oh shit, cool. There we go. I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's like, all right, so it happens. You know, and I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, that's fake. That's a false flag. That's this. And I'm going to be like, whatever. Awesome. Right. So there's the evidence. I physically see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the thing that I'll be honest with you, I think the thing thing I hate the most is when people totally don't believe. You know, you have those ones that are like, there's no aliens, God only created us. Yeah, the opposite confirmation bias. Yeah, that's that's the thing I can't stand because it's, it's, you know, you're somebody's just tunnel vision, they're just so locked into their own thing that. You know, it's like Jesus Christ, you're putting us back in the dark ages. Yeah. You know, at least think openly that there's a possibility. Right. Like, you got to recognize a, people uh, are seeing something, you know? There was a comment on one of our Facebook posts recently where a guy was, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but along the lines of there are no Loch Ness, there's no Bigfoot, there are no UFOs, ghosts aren't real, come on kids, you need to grow up. And when I read that, I'm like, you know, you can believe whatever the heck you want, but at the same time, that's kind of shallow, because you're, you're basing reality off of your own experiences. Exactly. Um, you know, that's, people like that are, they're, they're close-minded. And it's, it's like, who the hell are you to, you know, force that out there, you know, on me, you know, and that's, that's the way I take people like that. It's, um, like, I'm not going to sit there and say that they don't exist, but I'm not going to sit there and say they do exist. Why the fuck just be that way? Yeah. And some people just want to force their ideology on everybody. And um, that's sad because that that halts progression. Right. It's you know, like, that, 
you know, I didn't have this experience, so therefore it didn't happen. It's not real. Yeah. Exactly. You so. know, roller coasters aren't scary, even though I never, I've never been on one. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> exactly. That sushi restaurant and, sucks, know. even though I've never eaten. There. I mean, everyone has the right to believe whatever they want. Right. Everybody That's has right. the right to their opinion, you know. But you know, uh, I w- did not know that you guys existed until you reached out and actually kind of like started listening to some of your podcasts. And I, I really appreciate y'all's format. Yeah, thanks, um, man. We try to make a platform where everybody, you know, can come on and, you know, your experience is yours and, you know, we can't really tell you otherwise. Right. Uh, it's it's very open-minded, which is which is great. Real quick, I just missed, like, everything in the past minute, so catch me up <laughs> real quick. I, I, we were, we're just wrapping up, man. We're just wrapping up. It's okay. all good. But yeah, I gotta figure out this issue, man. It's uh makes it very difficult to operate. But um yeah, if y- y'all ever have any questions or whatever, man, I mean uh just just shoot them over to me, you know. You know, because one of these days I'm gonna come across somebody that's gonna be like, Hey, this is what this is what happened. Look into mm-hmm. it. Right. And yeah, man. I'm hoping I'm hoping that happens. You finally get some closure, at least point you in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's the reason why I posted it on Reddit was for that closure. Yeah. You know, it's that, you know, I still got all the, the shit about, you know, evil spirits living in rocks. They want right. to believe on that. I'm all, you know, that's cool. If it comes to find out it's true, I'll, I'll buy that person a beer. <laughs> for um, sure. You know, it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, dog them about it. But at the same sense, it's like I've, I've heard it all. Um, I just give something logical yeah you know or tangible i guess would be the better better way of putting it yeah man i mean go ahead then for for all we know he could have been snagged through a portal and sent to a different dimension but it's extremely unlikely still a possibility the way i like to say it and i i think i say this every episode but your experience is yours and we're not here to tell you otherwise all right amen that's actually Awesome. That should be y'all's tagline. <laughs> I like it too. Seriously, I mean seriously, because it's it's not like not a, just just so many things I come across. You know, I mean I list I drive a lot for work, so I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of podcasts, and it's just a lot of people telling other people how they're wrong or they need to think this way or you didn't experience it like that. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, it's, um, you know, respecting, you know, what happened to somebody or the experience that they, they had. That's, I mean, that's something wholesome and true, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. You know, last thing you want to do is have someone, you know, believe that wholeheartedly that this happened to them and then having everyone and their mother telling them, no, you're wrong. And then they just right. never talk about it. You never get to hear their side of the story, you know? 